Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from the car and a place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 413 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Tafaya, uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety. Is that you trying to swat a fly or something? That's not me thwacking everything. I think that might be our tech specialist. Ah. Um, so somebody's hitting something, and for once it's not me. Mm, right. Uh, well, in that case, uh, yeah, we, we, have, we have Ben. Uh, we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. Hello. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, our apprentice stunt driver, uh, Commander Alec Turner, he's dealing with an entire family that seems to have succumbed. Uh, they've all had their flu jabs uh, and so on today, and uh, basically <laughs> the flu jabs have hit them. So um, we have been in touch with the East India Training Company, and they have lent us Commander Mac Winston. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Um, yes, so you can join us live. We are hanging out in game somewhere, Ben, are we? Yes, um, I didn't say this earlier, but you know, today's, today was my first day back in the office, officially and full-timely. Oh, um, right. And I also took this as an opportunity for me to actually get on my bike and not be a lazy git. Um so but this meant I basically I got home just after about quarter past six, half six. Right. Uh, and then I ran into various show things that had to be dealt with immediately. And I literally finished eating my dinner about five minutes ago now. Oh, right. So pretty much in the same boat yeah. as me at the moment then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Commander Psychit. Uh, oh, well, hang on. Uh, as you are 
hanging out in gaming open. Uh, I guess you're you're nearly going to be near live. I know we can see we've got the Chris Mark Four running yeah, around. Yeah, I, I, I'm in. I think we're at live, aren't we, Chris? I'm wherever Chris is. If Chris is at live, right? Fair enough. So you can join us there. If you can join us in game, oh, Miggles is here too. All right, and Miggles, excellent. Hello, Miggles. Uh, if you can't get in game, you can always join the Twitch chat channel or the YouTube chat channel, and you can access that through leaveradio.com/live. Go on the live chat, or go straight to twitch.tv/leaveradio. Or already um, another YouTube. And so on and so forth. Yes, Psychic, this is already going going the way of the dodo. Um, <laughs> it is a bit. So uh, let's go around the crew, see what they've been up to for the ne- for the last week, for the next week even. How's that for some time travel? Um, so we'll start with Psychic this time. I can put anything in our chat and Colin will just start reading it out loud, which gives me phenomenal power. It's fantastic. Um, aside from that, it's been um, it's been it's been quite a fun week. We I've been delving back into the world of No Man's Sky, like you were doing the week before, Cole. Mm, um, yes, and um, probably because I wasn't particularly far into like a main save, I haven't felt like the hit of not being able to add as many. Um, excellent modifications onto ships and weapons as maybe some other people have. I really like the changes. I think it's been, um, I think um, it everything that they've changed, they've changed for the better in No Man's Sky, apart from on Monday when it was running like complete arse on my computer. Um, um, aside from No Man's Sky stuff, I haven't really been doing, doing a lot. I was playing an awful lot of Overwatch and also playing an awful lot of um, Stranded Alien Dawn, which is so good and so addictive, I need to give myself time away from that game purposefully, otherwise I don't sleep. Oh, um, <laughs> um, it's it's a bit like, you know, when you get really into... It, it, it doesn't play like Civilization, but those people who are fans of Civilization, if you, you can sit down and play Civilization and wonder why it's starting getting light again outside. I have that kind of... I get those vibes from Stranded. Like, it's just like, oh, one more day, a couple more, just a couple more tasks for the survivors to do, and then I'll... Um, I'll go to bed or chill out it or go and do something else. And then I just don't do the something else, which is the problem. Um, Health-wise, um, my hands are about the same. I haven't been playing an awful lot of Elite, so um, the stuff that's re- the, the joystick holding and those kind of things that are really, really aggravating the pain isn't hasn't been there as much. But I have an appointment with my doctor on Thursday, which means... They have all of the results that they need, and they can tell me if that there's that they've absolutely found nothing, and there's not going to be any problems. And now they have to figure out what else is wrong with me. <laughs> I've got a list, um, but yeah, that's that's about it. That's been my week. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you you can't use the old um, the the old joysticks, which is uh, a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, good luck for later in the week, and uh, oh. hope everything turns out all right. Um, right, okay, Ben, what about yourself? You really had to do that as, as I pressed the I want coffee button, didn't you? Okay, we'll go on to Mac while, while you grind. 
<laughs> okay. Well, yes, it's been an eventful week because I'm on the Passage to Andromeda ex- expedition and we're on one of the really long legs. I had Sunday, I queued up the next bit from the current waypoint to the next waypoint. It was like 270 jumps. So, yeah, it's quite a long leg. So, currently, where am I? If, if I ever get out this Braben tunnel, I can tell you where I am. Uh, <laughs> right. I am in... I, now I'm going to do a colon here because this these things are different to pronounce. I mean, Glychua WK-UC4-0 if anyone wants to join me. So, I mean, my Asp Explorer some um, God knows how many thousands of light years from home. But yeah, I'm sort of jonking my way along to the next waypoint looking for anything interesting. But we're in the, we're kind of in the dark bits. It, you know, when you get to Galaxy Central Core, if you go the other side, there's a really dark bit between the the central core and the arms and i'm right in the middle of that yeah which is probably why it's so many jumps because the the route isn't the roots you could if you look in the route plot it gets quite zigzaggy because there's so few stars even with a decent jump range so yeah other than that uh, my i mean i i i fully i fully comprehend psychic's problem with yeah just another game just another day or whatever i'm like that with starcraft and I've had a horrible, horrible weekend of start. I've lost so much, so many MMR points, and the trouble is, it's like, oh, I'll just stay up a little bit longer. I've got to win at least one game before I go to bed, <laughs> and then you lose again, and then you get on tilt, and it's just, uh, yeah. I, 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 I know what you, but, but the thing is, it's, it's frustrating, but it's also just, it's an awesome game. I love it, but yeah, it's frustrating as anything, especially when you get on a big losing streak. Because it's competitive. Well, because I play one versus one ladder. Um, so, yeah, it's as competitive as anything. And, you know, <sighs> other than that, real life, um, it's aeroplane inspection time. So I've been at the glider club inspecting gliders, getting them ready for their uh, something called the ARC, another sign off we have to do. Uh, I've taken one plane over to England to have its inspection done. Uh, and it was fun getting back because all the trains were cancelled because there's a train strike. Mm, that so would have been interesting. Someone gave me a lift to Blackpool. Uh, I think I could get the next day. I could get the tra- stri- direct train to Liverpool and then get on the get on easy jet or on the ferry or whatever back home. Uh, anyway, all the trains from Blackpool to Liverpool were cancelled. So I had to take this really circuitous route. And bearing in mind, I'd already walked from Squires Gate all the way up to Blackpool North because I thought I needed, you know, a nice day for a walk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's about three and a half, four miles or so. It's all the way up the, the whole length of Blackpool. And I did, yeah, and it, this wasn't a stroll. This was like a military quick march um, because I had a bit of time pressure. And so then I had to see this hugely circuitous route out via press and then Wakefield. Then I had to traipse across the whole of Wakefield Again, quick march time. Then the train to Liverpool. And I think I walked at like with a big heavy backpack on 12 kilometers by the end of it all. So Monday morning, I was, the following Monday, I was, I felt it. Oh, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> I really it. felt it. And then to add uh, add things, my stepmom has been badgering me to join my stepbrother's run club. He, he does this run club where everybody you know, from the locality, about 30-odd people do this. Anyway, I, I mean, I usually ride my bike for exercise. I, I used to I used to ride to work. So, yeah, I could, big thumbs up to Ben for riding to work. It's it's good. I've, I find riding my bike to work 
incredibly good thinking time. So um, best quality thinking time you can get. But since I changed jobs and I now work permanently from home, I, well, I, I find it difficult to get motivated to go on my bike for no reason, but I found the running quite good. The only problem is that was yesterday, so I'm, I'm slightly sore from that today. But yeah, that's that in a nutshell has been it for me. Fair enough. Okay, we'll, we'll hop over to hopefully the fully ground out Ben. I am all ground out and I am, I am now sitting in uh, Chris Mark Falls ship. So uh, what have I been up to? Uh, it was my daughter's birthday, so over the weekend that was that was fun, and I can't believe she's growing up so quickly. Um, it happens. It does happen. Um, I've still got well, technically twelve more years. But I have to start panicking, but realistically, approaching seven or eight, probably. Right. Um, and we'll just have to see how that goes because she she's already got awards from the school for being the friendliest person in the year and things like that. Um, work-wise, I've already said. Yep. Game-wise, congratulations on um, cycling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, game-wise, I've not really had any time to play games. Um, I very, very, yeah, I played about an hour of games last night, uh, playing Star Citizen with your mate, your mate Colin, and we had a very, very traditional Star Citizen run. Which was we we did manage to find each other. Okay, that's a good. That's an amazing start. Yeah, so you know that was a good thing. Then we had. Um, let me let me actually. I'll get the full. We I think we experienced pretty much everything that can go wrong. So you know we spent about half an hour to get out of Horizon, which whilst looking pretty was not where we wanted to be. Right. Then we managed to get stuck in an elevator. Um, in a base, then okay. we had a bug. Then we had a buggy mission. So you know, we tried to go and do something, and the elevator again wouldn't work to let it. It let me into the base, but it yeah. didn't let your friend into the base. Okay, um, part of the course, really. Isn't yeah, it? Uh, and on top of that, it looked like somebody had already been there and killed half the people. Which is probably why the 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 mission was in this like half and half state, but that's you know that's by the by. And then when we left the thing, saying it's fucked, a other human decided he's going to come and shoot up my ship, and then right. shoot us as well. And how did you point, feel when everything was wiped out like that? <laughs> apart from the fact, yeah, you know, I, I was pissed off because it's like I'm trying to show Ralph. What the game's like. Yeah. Good well, Ralph, um, Ralph is a, was a big Star Citizen backer. Yeah. And he's kind of fallen out of... Yeah. He's, he's fallen out of love with it. So I'm so, trying to show him... You know, try, I was trying to show him, okay, this is where Star Citizen is now. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, to be fair, I think we managed to do that quite well. <laughs> Not as far as long as half a billion dollars buys, I think. Um, yeah. But, on, uh, I mean, on the bright side, I mean... Even though I lost, you know, I, I lost, you know, my equipment, but it would take me one mission to get all my equipment back. So it's not, it's not a in-game money annoyance. It's just like a seriously, dudes, you have to be a dick. Um, <laughs> yes, but yeah, but then I mean, this this all turns into another 
very large discussion between open only for everything versus do we, you know, versus solo and group and PV modes and PVP modes and oh yes, and what you should do and the, the entire thing about it and. Yeah. Yes, because surprisingly enough, on the forums, funny you mentioned that, well, someone started off yet another one of those seal uh, clogging um, threads. And it's already up to something like 17 pages. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a it's very a, conscien- con- uh, contentious issue. It is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, my, my, I think I'm on I'm the favour I feel that you get more positive reactions out of people, more positive interactions with people. But equally, there are times in Elite Dangerous and, and in Star Citizen and in other space games when I really just can't be asked dealing with people. Yep. So I can I can see the benefits. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, unfortunately. Um, so moving on from there, let's have a quick look at what I've been up to. I've been uh, enjoying my wiped... Uh, no Man's Sky save, so started completely from scratch last week, and uh, I'm getting my base together now, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Uh, and played quite a bit of Elite Dangerous. We then went some, uh, did some exploring, and uh, catalogued a lot more plants. Surprisingly enough, uh, and um, tried my best, tried my best to get a new suit. And I must admit, although I'm still enjoying the missions. The, f- the frustration levels at not finding uh, particular things like, um, I don't know, opinion polls and, you know, stuff for the new engineers, it, it, it's very disheartening after a while. And so basically I just give up and trying to look for them and just do another couple of missions instead. Um, I'm almost up to a level four Dominator suit. Yay. And then I've got to do it all over again for a level five. But yes, Apart from that, I think that's fine. Unfortunately, it's been a bit stressful this week because we got one of those dreaded phone calls from the school saying, uh, "You better, you, your son's had an accident. And it turns out he'd broken his collarbone. <laughs> yeah. So he's upstairs at the moment feeling very sorry for himself on painkillers and a sling. And uh, so you can imagine that... The, <laughs> It's kind of, it's kind of turned things back about ten years. I feel like I'm having to dress him for the morning and things like that again. Which, yeah. When so, I was when I was at school, I was the one generating all those phone calls. <laughs> My parents had more than one. Yeah. Well, the moment he's had, f- we've had five, with, no four, with him. There's a collarbone. He's broken his foot. He had a healing fracture of the jaw. I can't remember what the last one was. Oh yeah, he, he basically someone had pushed him over and basically split his head open. He had to have his head glued. So he, you know, boys will be boys and all that kind of stuff. But oh, he's been through the wars. I really you know, feel I sorry really, for him. Really take care of themselves and watch themselves as they go around because that feels accident prone. <laughs> yeah, you don't know the school that he's at. I have a collection of scars from my school days. I've got a scar on my forehead. I've got a massive scar on my arm and my elbow all the way and one on my wrist after I put my hand through a glass window. Um, One on my knee from falling off a wall, um, which I got a scar and a scar on that one, actually. I fell off my bike later on and got another scar on top of the already existing scar. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, 
it's quite painful and you know the the strongest people can we can get the stuff that we can give them is paracetamol and ibuprofen. They won't let they won't let us give them anything stronger, or won't prescribe them anything stronger. So, oh, yes, it's uh, yeah, fun times. So, uh, moving on from there, let's go straight to the development news. Now, what have the devs said this week? Well. I'm afraid to say not much again. Um, the Discovery Scanner came out on Monday uh, with a couple of little tidbits. Uh, the first thing that we we all were quite excited about was actually they've given us a little bit of a heads up of when the release date of Update 14 is coming. Um, now, uh, Tom was on the, their last stream and he said that it was content complete uh, on the last uh, Frameshift Live. Uh, now, and so at the moment, they're refining and testing it, uh, the current release. And uh, Sally says they are confident to share that the expected deployment is targeted at the end of November. Okay, so that's six weeks away-ish. Um, first of all, let's go around the crew, see what the reaction is for that, Then. Uh, yeah, I take a very, it'll be here when it gets here kind of thing. I think we're, it's about in, in line with what we're expecting, maybe a couple of the weeks later. I just hope that we actually, I hope there is a chance for real testing, and I even hope, probably in vain, that there's a chance for community public testing. Mm. Well, considering I don't think they've ever done any of that stuff with the narrative involves. But how, do we know if there's going to be, you know, but if if there's going to be some physical stuff involved, then can it can that be tested without spoiling the narrative? I don't know. I I don't think so. If it is what I suspect it is, then uh, I yeah, you know they, they won't let us test it because it's you know hashtag spoilers, and we all know how much fun they've had with NDAs, don't we? Mm. What are you talking about? All of that's perfectly fine. They ne- they never have a problem <laughs> with stuff like that. Frontier have problems with like embargoes and shit. No. <laughs> well, it's not really Frontier that have the problems. It's um. Oh, people with comprehension <laughs> issues. I understand. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's see. Yeah, psychic. I mean, you, do you think this is a? The main thing that I've got with it is it feels like the storyline's kind of stretching out a little thin at the moment. I mean, um, do you think they're stretching the storyline out a bit too thin? You know, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little tiny bit. Maybe um, the... Because I, I like, for example, no C, the no CG that happened this week. There was no CG, yeah. no CG, and there wasn't really any any substantial big law that sort of dropped in the in the middle. So no. I, I like, may, they might be maybe two weeks or so behind something like that from where they where they potentially wanted to be. So we might find out that. Um, the star going to start going a little slower or things along those lines. You see, you see sort of that, that kind of thing. And also, um, which we will inevitably come to, there's been less Garner articles this week as well. So it does start, start to feel a little, a little bit like maybe we're just like, we're in a bit of a drip feed week for yeah. the time being and a bit of a filler week. Yeah. Um, uh, just to point out, 
everybody took a uh, uh, took a guess at when the release was going to come out. We all got it wrong. So, um, some people, well, myself was sort of like first week in November. I think you and uh, you and Ben were sort of like second or third weeks. Uh, yeah, end of November. So <laughs> we all reckon, got it wrong. I reckon it'll come out on the, um, like likely the twenty second rather than the twenty ninth, especially if they're doing something Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. I f- I feel like I feel like the twenty second is going to be more of a. Um, more substantial more, more like a closer time time to it but um I, I i don't know yeah at least it gives them three weeks before the christmas break to sort out any issues that have happened <laughs> so, you know last thing you want is a, a release on december the 16th and then it's broken over christmas um so uh yeah mac what do you think about the 14th you happy with that uh, sorry the update 14's release date yeah i mean it, they arrive when they arrive really don't they um and the, my last job we always we, we had this supplier and they'd always give us dates and we always knew whatever date they would give the deliverable would arrive on that date at 23 59 and 59 <laughs> it was always the last the last possible moment they could without without actually being late but yeah i mean Although Frontier, were, if you remember back to the original release of 1.0, they were reasonably courageous because they launched that just before Christmas. It was like, what was it, the 15th of December they'd launched that? Well, on? It technically, like that. Yeah. technically it wasn't because it had been in beta for the last... No, yeah, I, 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 have, I have a real problem with this one. I, 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 even after all this time, I've got a real problem with this because basically... After they started that last section of the beta, Michael Brooks said, um, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, this final beta, and um, well, there'll be a wipe, so everybody starts off at the same level." Oh, and yeah. what happened? <laughs> there was no wipe. So basically, I thought, "Okay, I'm just uh, I'm gonna set I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna step back. I'm not going to get involved in this last bit of the beta because basically, I'm feeling that I'm sort of overplaying it." And uh, but of course that meant that I was two weeks behind everybody. And by the first time I logged in, someone had already made it to Bloomin Sagittarius A and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sort of uh. <laughs> although that took real dedication back then to get to Sagittarius A star. Well, at least it was possible. Now, I've been I've been looking at how difficult it is in Frontier First Encounters, and it ain't possible at all. Yeah, because your your drive breaks down before you get there. Mm, you yeah. end up stranded on some planet somewhere. Yeah, I I tried to do it as well. Yeah, no, you can't. But yeah, I I think you know the 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 release date. Yeah, it's it seems fine to me, and I'm sure they had a bit of contingency and slot just in case. And the the other thing is with, I'm always a bit cautious because everybody, it's been a it's been a perennial complaint in Elite that that the um, the storyline move it moves so slow. It's this that and the other. It's too slow. But you have to remember that that a lot of the people who are saying oh it's going really slow, it's getting really drawn out are, are us. That we're the obsessives. We pay, we play it week in week out. Yeah. The thing is, you've you, you've got to strike a bit of a balance between not being too slow for the obsessed like us, but also being not too fast for the casuals who still want to be able to experience the stuff, not 
completely miss out because they didn't happen you know they didn't happen to play for four days or something you know what i mean yeah. so it's yeah it's it's a it's a balance that has to be struck excellent uh i mean in other news um well obviously this thursday they're having the halloween special frame shift live so that's from this thursday at four o'clock british standard time which is uh is that five o'clock or three o'clock uh gmt is what uh, um, so they've got some topical fun games and some extra special treats for you. And they're also including some special unique hand, hand uh, <laughs> some special unique Halloween paint jobs in the form of the malevolent ghoul for four of their favorite ships. So the Cobra Mark III, the, the Anaconda, the Python and the Asp Explorer all get basically a, what I can only describe as something I could see on Scooby-Doo. They're cool. I, I t- oh, judging by that enthusiasm, you want one, then. Um, like it. They're cool. They're cool. What are they? they they're just Twitch drops, aren't they? So they'll get, like, we'll get them. You'll get them by being on the Twitch channel. It's not difficult. Yeah. I actually do have a minor issue with this. I mean, it, okay, complaining about free stuff. Yeah, go on. Complain about free stuff. Go off you. What happens if I can't make Thursdays at four o'clock when I'm meant to be fucking working? Because fuck you. That does feel the attitude, and that pisses me off. Well, that, that's like that's just a look. I mean, open up your phone, <laughs> and mute it. It will still work. You will still get the drops. Open up your phone, open up the stream, and just mute it. I hope you've got the data. <laughs> and hope you, yeah. Oh, no, you'll you have the data. I should have the data, to be frank, but, you know, it just... Ugh! It, it these frontier streams I cannot usually watch live because I'm supposedly working. Well, you just and, missed the fact that they they read out your name wrong. Well, <laughs> I, but I like having my name read out wrong. They should get your name read out. <laughs> well, this is a good idea. I wonder if they'd call me Mark Winston. Boy, <laughs> boy, I haven't done that in ages, Mac, and you know it. Just, just leave a leave a window open on not like a, a house window, obviously, but like leave a, a window open with elite running, mm. not elite running with the elite Twitch. dangerous channel Twitch. Channel. The problem is when I'm on the v- on works VPN, I get Twitch gets blocked along with a load of other things by Cisco Umbrella. Okay, well use your phone then. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I have to use my phone, which I don't even have twitch installed on because i find twitch on my phone to be absolutely shite well if you're that desperate for them ben you're just gonna have to make an exception at i know point. i know and it makes me angry about free things <laughs> angry about free things lovely um right well move moving on from there i mean they've got they've obviously got a, a few things planned i mean Last time wasn't it dressed up as a pirate day? As far as Arf was concerned, I can't, I can't that remember. Last time, I thought last time they all wore the same shirt. It was Sally, Bruce, Bruce, and um, Zach all wearing the same shirt. They all had like this black shirt with pumpkins on. Just um, a big shirt. Is this a? They were all wearing different. It was the same shirt. They were the Jesus fucking Christ, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, either that did happen, or that is a weird fever dream that I have had. <laughs> no, I, I just remember everybody dressing as pirates. I'm, I, I don't know whether I'm getting things mixed up, 
Was there a special dress as a pirate day or something that we missed? If if Arthur has the opportunity to dress as a pirate, he will dress as a pirate. So it's it's that was probably was no that was when Arthur did the long console stream. He was dressed as a pirate. Oh right, fair enough. Because if it was dressed like a pirate day, that was cancelled because it was the same day as the Queen's funeral. That was that was back on that was back um, in the plague times because he did that from home. In the plague times, in the time of pestilence. Um, okay, so well, there's that, there's that to look forward to. We've got um, Arth and Bruce and Sally this Thursday. Uh, so, yes, well, I guess I'll tune in, see what happens, see, and uh, collect your your ghoulish, collect all your ghoulies that you you need. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> that was uncalled for. Um, yeah, they are also going to be showing off their Stella screen, screen or screen shots, whichever it was. So um, I think we'll move on to the in-game events, just to hurriedly move away from bad puns. Um, <laughs> well, there's not been much happening this week. I mean, the 13th of October... Uh, the Thargoid, well, the CG ended effectively with the Thargoids being repulsed by Operation Tinderus. Um Did anybody make a lot of money out of that, or were we all just, yes, more Thargoids? I, I didn't do it. I went to make, I made my, um, I, I remade my Crate Mark 2 to mm-hmm. be able to do it, and then I think my hands hurt so bad that I couldn't play a leak. So um, I never actually got to fly it and and do the things. So yeah, I mean, I must admit, I was in pretty much the same boat because basically I thought I was going to do, be able to do um, something at the, at the weekend, but instead I went, no, I'm going to try and get my suit because I still suspect that I'm going to need a grade five Dominator suit for some time in November slash December. Um, well, they won. People got loads of money, and there will be well, there will be um, uh, extra engineered um, heat sink launches for for everybody who got above seventy five percent. On the fourteenth of October, a congressional candidate has endorsed the Xeno Peace Movement. This is. Um, uh, one of the uh, up and coming people from the uh, in the Federation has now decided that his ticket to get into the into the Senate is to say we should talk to the Thargoids, not fight them. Which does sound sensible. It all depends on whether or not the Thargoids are going to listen. Well, haven't we tried to do that in the past? It all went rather pear shaped. The only thing that we've had in the past um, mentioned about communication with the Thargoids has been from the Guardians. Now, the Guardians said they tried every single method of community, communicating with the Thargoids they knew of, uh, and when they didn't respond in any way apart from violence, they decided, sod it, let's bomb them into the Stone Age. Which is I, mean, what I think we, we communicated with the Thargoids using yeah. pulse lasers and the mycoid virus. Yeah, that went down well. Yeah, they're gonna, you know, we didn't even try a fruit basket, did we? Well, I don't know. It depends on whether or not you you consider. Or is that what Professor? (laughs) Not Professor Palin. Is that what Etienne Dawn's doing? Yeah, Etienne Dawn's up to. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's what he's doing. He's 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 feeding them all so we don't have to. Which is always good for a laugh. Um so yeah, we've got we've got the, the, the congressional candidate exalt um endorsing the Xeno peace movement. Um, today on the, well, it's actually yesterday, the 17th of October, the emperor herself has stood up and said, yes, the the empire is a lot stronger than it was when it was having to deal with um, all these pesky alliance and subhuman federation types. We are stronger. We don't need them. We'll be able to take anything the Thargoids throw at us. <clears throat> Yeah, good luck with that, I think. So, and, and that's all the news. Oh, apart from the fact that um, the number of Stargoids has now gone up to six. Canon are now tracking six individual Stargoids as they're approaching. And there are rumours of a seventh and eighth appearing on the FSS scanner. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. So six so far. Um, Can we do a sweepstake? Oh, how many do you want? How many yeah. do you think there's going to be? Shall yeah, we? actually, Alec Turner had um, a sweet steak running, uh, but unfortunately, he's not here to actually tell us how it went, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I think there's going to be a... I, I'm going to go with the... I don't know, 12, I think. I'm going to go with 12. What about you? Higher or lower? I think higher, maybe. I think they're just going to keep coming. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking ultimately this might turn into oh my god, it's full of of stars. <laughs> or, oh my god, it's full of cats' backsides. <laughs> One or the other. Flying cat arse. Yeah, you think it's the cat's arse? <laughs> I think it's still going to be in single digits. Personally. Okay. So right. Okay. So we we're going. Um, let's let's just say. Mac, you're going 10 and under. I'll be yeah. going 10, uh, 10 to 20. Um, Psychic, infinity plus one. No, 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 uh, no. Okay, 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 okay. Um, initially 15. Initially 15, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then you, you think they'll, they'll just keep on coming. They'll just keep checking our matters, yeah. Okay. Ben, any uh, anything that you'd like to guess at? I'm thinking, yeah, I, yeah, I'm. I'll go for the infinity plus one one route then. Okay, okay, you go for the. I, I, I was thinking sort of, you know, low low three digits, but I'll go for infinity plus one. Wow. Okay, then. Well, that's that's good to that's good to hear. Apparently, oh, I've Alex passed the uh, the results. He's had he he's done a sweepstake. Um, fifty three point eight percent of people thought they'd be between five and ten. Nineteen point two percent of respondents said it'd be between ten and eleven and fifty. Five point one said fifty-one to a hundred, and about twenty-one point eight percent said hundreds. So yeah, <laughs> and we still don't know what they do. Oh, Pete Wotherspoon said he says eight as well. I mean, I think the. We're going to have a, a, a few turn up and some systems together, I think. I think they're going to double team us. Easy. What? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Bear with me a second. I'm just opening up my Latin translator. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Psychic, I... do you think there'll be any tea bags involved? 
I don't, I don't know. I just think that, I think um, doubling the teams would be very interesting. Or oh, maybe a, a soul spit roast. Why oh, not? No. Why not? All I meant, all I meant, was mm-hmm. that each critical system will probably have two dargoids attacking each of them. That's all I meant. You have to just take it somewhere, which I didn't really want to think about. So, in order to escape that, I think it's that time of the week again. Score a lot! In the bi weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. Right, well, um, obviously this week we have other things appearing uh, on the store, which I'm, I'm just looking up right now. Uh, the <laughs> we, do, we do have the malevolent ghoul ones, but there are there are also additional uh, skins with a spooky theme, which I do believe are coming this uh, this week. Yes, so they've 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 also said so. Um, Frontier um on the D- Discovery Scanner, they also said that if you keep an eye on the socials, there might be their socials. There might be an opportunity for them to give away. Um, there they, they might be like skins that they're giving away. Mm-hmm. Um, let me have a. Look. Um, again, this might have been some kind of fever dream that I haven't actually paid attention to. Well, yeah, isn't this is the no- Noctule Hex? Yes. Um, orange and yellow bats. It's very yes. cute. So, yeah, they're they're again for the cobra, the anaconda, the python, and the asp explorer. Oh, excuse me, the asp explorer. Um, yeah. So, are they actually being unlocked, or is it? Um... It says um, not only limited to Fringe Shift Live this month. Keep your eyes peeled for unique opportunities to receive gift codes across our Elite Dangerous social platforms. So you know. Keep an eye on Twitter and I, I think they have a Facebook and um, stuff like that because there might be things that you can enter for right. um, for that. I don't know. I'm just reading it off this and can't be able to just keep an <laughs> eye. You might get some free shit. Ben, you might get some free shit not on a stream. Yeah, I might get some. If I can get some free shit by not having to visit a stream while I'm meant to be working, I will be happy. Yeah. Um Surprisingly enough, it's actually got the eagle predator skin job, skin jobs, skin jobs. Yeah, they're highlighted, but they're not new, are they? No, I'm not going to show whether or not they're new or, or not. I'm not going to show whether or not they were there. I've been watching far too much Blade Runner. That's just, oh dear, I do. Yeah, far too much Blade Runner. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, there's the there's those things. I, I guess we'll just have to wait and, and see what we can uh, grab hold of in the on the uh, on the socials. I must admit, I do like the bats. 
bats are cool i'd like to see them in different colors but i do like i do like the bats i'd like to see see maybe maybe some other options but we'll we'll have to wait and see obviously it's not pink so i'm mad <laughs> oh, so, you, so you want pink bats of course you'd want pink bats isn't the isn't the the shiny bat decal Mm-hmm. That you we got last year, or the year before, some Halloween one. Isn't the 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 shiny, glowy bat decal? Isn't that pink? I think it might be. I get the feeling it's on on most of my ships at the moment because you know October. <laughs> Katie's yeah. just advised me that it is because she is my personal Googler at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad you're doing the research for her. Right. Okay, I think we will take a short break and then we'll come back with our main discussion points. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no. Again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10-credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000-credit assault rifle. They fly away with their superglue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow! 
The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. I plan to operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamer Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. This is Commander Pitstarter, and you are listening to Lave Radio. From the makers of the MB5 Shaving Drone comes the latest in personal grooming technology. Here at Saracen, we've heard your request loud and clear. You want something new. Applying all the recent technological advances. Introducing the Panther Clipper. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Panther Clipper is the biggest, baddest shaver credits can buy. A shave so smooth it'll shave 10 milliseconds off your buckyball type. The new Panther Clipper from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. And welcome back. Um, <laughs> I must admit, we've got to give the Chris Mark Four and Commander Ventura, and of course Nick Lambert, um, a round of applause for the fantastic new um, advert that's turned up. Uh, I, I don't know how we managed it for Cadaver Scoop Five Hundred for fifteen hundred. So um, yes. Uh, Moving on to our main discussion. Now, we've spent the last three weeks looking at the old ships and bringing them back into the game. But uh, we'd like to actually just bookend this discussion because, you know, although we had fun looking at some of the old designs, uh, I was just wondering what sort of ships would we like to see if we were being given a completely blank canvas? I mean... Are there roles that you'd like to see filled, or is there something missing other than a panther clipper that you would you, that you feel the game needs? Uh, now we've had a few suggestions from older crew members, so we'll, we'll come on them at the uh, the beginning. So let's let's start. Psychit, um, do you think there is a, a a hole in Elite Dangerous for a new ship? Mm, yes. Yes, I think there are there are plenty. There's plenty of opportunities for new ships and uh, things um, things like that. There's a couple that spring to mind, like straight away, um, a medium sized passenger liner, for example, um, is one of the first things that's always um, always come to mind. Something like that. I like after. After some of the conversations that we we've had over the last week, I've been sort of thinking about other roles that Elite Dangerous could could fill, or like uh, fill, um, and j- something that is a set ship that you would you would use to go between a set a settlement and a planet rather than rather than like a taxi service like a train line kind of thing are you wanting a bus replacement service something like that yeah <laughs> but but thing, things along uh, along those lines and also i'm i'm like all about something looking slightly different 
So I, I had to think about like what something that would fit with like a dolphin and an orca and a beluga along those lines. And I thought if you gave it like a really, really pointy nose, you could call something a narwhal and that would probably fit. <laughs> yeah, that's quite true. I mean, the one thing that took me by surprise there was the fact that you said there isn't a medium one. And of course I thought, but the orca's medium. Nope. And then I look it up uh, and realise, no, it's it's a large ship. And I'm there going, ah. So, yeah, completely right. There, there isn't a dedicated medium. Um, is is there a, is there a role for that to that to to fill? Is there a fully needed role for something like that to fill? Probably not. But it might be nice to have something like a a medium a medium cruise liner that you could maybe drop like a little shuttle bus out of the bottom. Do you know what it- yeah, but you see, the large the large ships can't dock at outposts, and you know there might be an occasion where you want to carry more than a dolphin uh, to these various outposts. There might be missions there, so you could you could slam in. You could get more missions by doing a, doing it on a medium liner. Surely, well, I mean, possibly they they have removed the restriction that liners, um have unique passenger cabins haven't they because i don't I'm, think so because is it isn't the really high-end luxury cabins they're only available on on liner type ships aren't they i believe so yeah it's right because like- i can't remember whether that rule got cancelled out or not I know, I know, I'm that, pretty sure it's still there. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's still a thing. Um that was that was just kind of that was just one of the one of the thoughts that I had. Um I don't know, and, something something that doesn't look like an eagle to counter the eagle, like a couple more little racing ships as well. Yes, I um, yeah, there was a couple of uh ships in the old list above which, which were there going, Oh yeah, I would like that, just to just something to rival the eagle with. I mean, that, that was a fantastic idea. Um, any others you can think of straight off the top of your head? Oh, crikey. Think, you'd think I'd have thought about this a little bit more. Um, <laughs> don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll get I, over I, I, to... I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's really, it's really, it's a really... Um, we could probably cycle I, back to you. Oh yeah, I just think I just think I want like different ships that look pretty. So any any time we saw a ship that looked different to the the standard that we have, mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah, something something that looks a little different. Fair enough. Um, also, an X wing, an X wing would be really nice. <laughs> an X wing or a Star Fury, yes, that would be that would be very very nice, wouldn't it, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think the problem is though, if we were to do that, then. This time around, Elite Dangerous would get accused of copying things. <laughs> oh, everybody accused um, uh, Babylon 5 of copying the X-Wing anyway, just because it's an X-shape. Mm. I mean, it's not as... When you actually look at the design, it's far more obvious that it's a different kind of ship. Oh, yeah. Than with the asps, the, the stolen asps in um, SC. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of they they've been nicking ship designs from both Elite Dangerous and Eve Online. Mm-hmm. So, oh no, sorry, not nicking. It's a homage. Got to got to got to say that. That's what they said. It's a homage. So Ben, is there is there any ships yeah, you can I mean, think of that you you'd rather want? than ships? What I'd rather think about is 
roles, and you know, my issue with Elite is one of my one of my issues with with I think ships is our ships can basically all do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, even you know, even things or especially things they're not meant to do, and they can do them very well. You know, for example, people have mentioned you know the dolphin, which is meant to be the boss, or at least the minivan that Psychic was on about is also a really, really great low-end explorer. And I, 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 want, yeah, I, I want a ship that is... You know, I am a bulk transporter, and that is all I am. And if I have shields, they are, they are worse than a bit of tissue paper. If I have yeah. guns, I'll be lucky to deflect um, Diamorphus. Okay. Diamorphus. Um, you know, and if I fly through an atmosphere, I fly like an overweight brick. Okay, so straight down then. Yeah. yeah I, so I want, and you know, that, but if I want to do a bulk transport of things from A to B, mm-hmm. I'm your boy. So, um, yeah, so basically you're, you're after what was generally the, the big traders of Frontier First Encounters then. Oh. But then, equally, I would, I don't want a you know, I I want a mining ship, but yeah. I don't want a mining ship that can also I don't want a Python say, which has got a mining laser on it. I want a dedicated mining ship that has all the things we need for mining, and maybe it's got some I don't know, give it give it a mining ship only utility slot or two. Which allows you to find those motherload things easily without honking and thinking. Hmm, does that look a bit like popcorn, for example? Yeah. Oh well, the the, the pulse oh, wave scanner at the moment is in, is in a horrible yeah. state. Yes, so. but you know, if we can get something that actually does that, and but put it on so you can only have it on mining ships to remove the RNGs of finding the motherload. Mm-hmm. That yep. would be cool, but make it a mining-only feature. Oh, so, so um, basically, your best bet in finding the the big motherlords is to use this particular ship. Yeah, if you want, if you want to do mining, do get a mining ship, not a generic ship which can also do mining. Um, I mean, Elite doesn't. We've got refineries and things like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe. It, I mean, without a getting mining would be contrived, but you know, give us you know, give us a healing ship, a dedicated healing ship, which would be great in you know if you were doing some some combat with your friends. And I mean, you can get things that will heal. Oh, we can again. We can do this kind of sorta. Yeah, I mean, you could have. I mean, I, um, I did remember that my asp at one point it was the healing ship because it had healing beam lasers for 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 basically yeah uh, propping up people's shields and repair limpets for propping up uh, when the uh, repair limpets for when the hull started getting when the hull goes down and things like that and decom um, when the the uh, caustic hit. Mm-hmm. And that's it, that seemed to work quite well because basically I was the healer while other people tanked them. Yeah, uh, tanked that's what that's what I'm saying. That. It's like you know, every ship can be a jack of all trades, and I wish we couldn't do that. But I know, 
And and if you didn't, if you couldn't do that, then you would have more of a need for more ships and have more variety. But it's such a radical redesign that I don't really want it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because we'll um, be you kind of would be taking away. They would take away some ships yeah. in order to replace them, wouldn't they? It would. Yeah, it would, it would be like okay. Well, why do we want to fly a Python now when mm-hmm. I can fly my dedicated mining ship with this? Mm-hmm. Or, so, you know, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it's like it. So, I, I feel like there's, a, there's, there's two, two different play styles that you're talking about there. Because there are people who like to have one ship that is really good at doing everything and switch in and out bits and pieces. But I really like using the Corvette for a lot of things. Clearly, mm. I'm an idiot, but I really like using the Corvette <laughs> for an awful lot of things. And I like using it for mining. I like using it for passenger rescue and all of that shit. But I've bought a Corvette to do those things. It's not like I don't switch in and out. I have a dedicated You've mining got five Corvette. or six Corvettes. I have a de- dedicated um, passenger rescue um, Corvette. The, the burning peasant smell it is... Um, designed purely to rescue the burning peasants from the Coriolis systems and stuff like that. So um, I would personally really, really welcome having um, having the opportunity to maybe have the Corvette in a smaller ship and um, be able to take pictures of something whose that's nose isn't quite so huge. Um, although it's beautiful, but I would, I, I'd like to take pictures of other ships, please. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, yeah, I'd like the, the Corvette should be a kick-ass, not quite capital ship, mm-hmm. combat vessel, and that would be great. In a, a, but that's all. It, not that's all it should be. Rather, the Imperial Cutter should be a luxurious bulk cargo ship, essentially. The you know, and the Anaconda is your jack of all trades, master at none. But make it jack of all trades and master at none. You know, it's not as good at combat. It's not as good at mining. It's not as good at at uh, bulk Having hauling. The jump range. Yeah, exactly. And, there, there, and there's definitely that, there's, there's definitely that sort of like um, leading it to being two two different play styles there. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very different, but it would be a very very different game with a very very different ship matrix. If my ideas ever came to be, I mean, and, you know, we're, we're ten years into development, and we're not going to see no. this kind of thing thought about because you know, God, I mean, you, how much would you cry if your Corvette suddenly couldn't do everything, but they went off and said, "Well, we've got the Corvette, and we've got the Corvite, and the Corvais that can do similar things." First and foremost, I, I would ask. I would ask them. You know I, mean? spe- I would ask them specifically who is doing the naming of their ships because um, <laughs> they need to. Come on, I had half a second to figure that out. Give me a break. Um, but, <laughs> but, but aside from aside from that, I feel like providing that my ships can maybe they can still do it, but not not quite as well. And I've. It's been. It's very rare now. It's such a shame, but it's it's to some extent it can. It has started being a lot rarer now that I will opt to get into a Corvette because I do a lot of Odyssey based stuff mm. and medium, specifically small ships, but medium um, medium ships 
that um, a medium and small ships are so much better suited to that just because they're easier to land on planets and they, um, yeah. they're quicker to get away and they just fit in more places and there's not that many landing pads on settlements that are large. So um, I'm, I'm walking further. Also, I'm walking further to get onto the corvette in the first place from the um from the uh, the concourse so yeah. there's there, there's lots of mitigating factors why i wouldn't i wouldn't now choose a corvette or i'd maybe switch into a different ship before getting out of it <laughs> at a concourse unless of course darren's wiped all your corvettes listen <laughs> that's not funny do it. it's do not it. a funny do thing I quite like engineering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I just give a quick shout out to Chris Mark for coming up with a much better name for for something with the core blimey. <laughs> core blimey. Yeah, I must admit, it's sort of. Um, uh, I mean, you can see that in the past, certain vessels were dedicated to um, a certain action. Like, for instance, if you want combat, I don't, especially PvP combat. There's nothing that touches the Ferdinand, in my opinion. Uh, and you can see that that was there and put in specifically just for that role. But it can do other things as well, which. I think it kind of defeats the the object because this is one of the things that we were looking at in Frontier First Encounters was that I actually you get could, the opinion that you guys all agree that you'd like to keep have ships actually being a dedicated role and being good at that rather than everything being multi role. Uh, I well, not everything isn't multi. Not everything, there, but a, the, I mean, a, a significant amount. The thing that it, I mean about multi-role at the moment is that there is a fantastic multi-role ship in the form of the of the Crate Mark II. Mm-hmm. That ship can do everything, and it can do everything incredibly well. Far too well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also the Python, but the you know, it's yeah, that as, was the previous king. Yeah, that was the previous multi-role king, if you like. But um, yeah, I do feel that sometimes that. The, the some of the ships need to they need their own special slots in order to make them feel more specialized uh so you know that there'll, there'll be things that the Ferdinands can do that obviously the the uh the t9 can't apart from obvious you know huge amounts of cargo um, <laughs> <laughs> um so i get i i just i just thinking about the um about the 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 Py- the python and the mark two and things like that um i from when i first start when i first started playing um elite and when i really got into the bgs literally the only ship that i would fly for so long was the python because yeah. it was it, this is this predates crates and it was the king of ships and that was like the only um the ship that i would use to do all of my bgs work i started trying to learn how to do combat in a um in a um a python and that was terrible um and i i hated every second of it and i thought i was never going to enjoy combat at all but um they i spent so long in the python that now when it's got to points where like i need to do rubigo runs for example for some extra engineering materials let's face it if i'm going to do that i'm going to do it in a python because it's 
the most efficient ship to the do the most it. efficient that was yeah. i was looking for the word efficiency imagine me not being able to find that um, imagine but, for me being able to pronounce it i know right <laughs> but um being able to make the using that ship and even getting back into that ship even still now i'm like i used it so often i got so bored of it and having more of a um I, I'm never going to feel that way about the Corvette, just in case anybody is wondering, but having dedicated ships or like a series of different dedicated ships with slightly different tweakable um, options. So like you have two two ships coming out from two different companies at the same time going, we, we, we are both here to be dedicated miners for you. We have um special slots that are only designed for refineries and this refinery has got so many slots and um special lasers and all of that kind of stuff like um what what ben was talking about having two come out in competition and then having those options to have a dedicated ship would be really nice it's a lot of work it's an awful lot of work um for for a team that is currently really really focused on ground combat but it's it's something that I would love to see come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're going to have to jump over to Mac because I haven't even had a chance to ask him. He's really passionate, Colin. <laughs> yeah. On a chance yet. So, Mac, I mean, do you think that there are space in the role roster? It's it's a bit tricky. I, I, th- I think we've got a pretty good group of ships i more is more is always you know it's always good i think on the 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 thing about the multi-role thing i mean that ship has already sailed and it sailed like 20 years ago because if you look at ffe and fe2 the ships there were also modular to a great extent the one thing though that ffe and i think fe2 had uh, with the imperial ships at least where you had some ships with integral equipment, so like the Imperial Imperial Courier, which was a much different ship in those days. It was a quite large ship with like engines on pods on booms that would extend out. The engines on those were integral. You couldn't just you couldn't swap them out for a different frame shift drive or different grade of thrusters. You got what came with the ship. That's right. And I think the advantage with those were was generally it was a little bit more space efficient because you had you you didn't have module slots in FFE. You basically had a mass limit. So you had to fit in your fuel and all your modules uh, into the mass of the ship. Yeah, uh, and you can't rather go. Than, yeah, rather than a fixed number of slots like we have now. And I think it's I think the ones with integral drives were probably a little bit more efficient. You could, I guess, do the same thing for mining. You could have a mining ship that comes with integral refineries, for instance, so you don't have to fit one. It, it's actually part of the ship. Um, but, you know, I, I, kind of like the, I kind of like the flexibility of, of the Elite Dangerous ships and the fact that you can have just silly builds, you know, like people go exploring in Corvettes, which have a jump range of 20 light years, but you know they they've got it's tanky and they've got all the repair stuff in the world and they can fuel rat and all that kind of stuff or and and i think with the 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 funny thing is we mentioned the dolphin earlier that's that went from being not an exploration ship to an exploration ship when they changed the it wasn't i think the i think you're right about 
luxury cabins still only being able to be fit to the Saad Krugers. Mm-hmm. What changed about them was that their biggest slots, you could only put cargo bays or passenger cabins in them, and they, they de-restricted them. Right. And that's when all of a sudden the Dolphin, and, and then on top of that, with the Dolphin a little bit later, they made they did some changes to to its heat. And those two things together made turn the Dolphin into this incredible explorer, which it's, it's almost like best-kept secret of explorers, because a lot of people don't realize it, and you don't, you don't really see a lot of dolphins on expeditions, and there should be more because they're actually yeah. they're really fun. They're fun ships to fly as well. They're, they're not they they you know they turn quickly and they, they they're easy to land and and what have you. So yeah, um, it's uh, it's it, it's kind of difficult to say if there's any new ships we really really want. I'd I'd like the, I'd like the Seiko Mark Three though, just because I like the look of it. That that could be one <laughs> of the competitors to the Eagle. Yeah, uh, we were po- discussing that last time. Yeah, the other the other point about the small ships and Odyssey, I, I too, honestly, mm-hmm. I've my small ships have found a great use again, particularly my courier, uh, uh, because the courier's got a very spe- special role. It's got that big, long, pointy nose, which is really good for, like, squishing your enemies. <laughs> so when 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 you when when you're trying to clear up enemy personnel at a at a yeah, and you can stick it in all sorts of places and you can sort of just and sweep it from side to side and all 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 the you know all the all your enemies go and sort of and it's up. like kids from the hall. I'm squishing your head. I'm squishing your head. So yeah, the the courier, the pointy nose, and the courier is quite good for 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 uh, taking vengeance on on the on your your mortal enemies. Yeah, um, I just have to point out from uh, Pricky Pete, who is a, fir- a first-time chatter. He sort of says, "What's your favourite ship, including the ships that actual that you actually use?" And he says, "Mine is the Adder. I just love how it looks." Now, now that is a red rag to the bull to me. I mean, I know that you're a first-time chatter, uh, and welcome to the stream. But um, I, I, I think the the Adder should be really just use as toilet paper. What's wrong with the other? <laughs> just, just no. I, I have, I have so much hate for that ship right now. I really do. What did it <laughs> ever do to you? <laughs> My issue with the adder in You're ganked by in, someone in one. Yeah, in uh, being used as an interstellar transport is we have a dolphin. Why yeah. the hell? Are we shoved into an adder's cockpit? Is that because a dolphin doesn't have a passenger chair? It is basically it's not. Why the hell? Why can't it have a passenger cabin? And it's not like Odyssey wasn't a brand new expansion where they could have given us a cabin. Just (laughs) saying. They, they, should have, they should have been like apex luxury, so you could pay a premium and and go in a dolphin or a or a. Oh, can you imagine? Yes, I'm all for it. Yeah. Or, no, or an I mean, orca or a beluga, you know. Yeah. Go go a bit longer on an orca or, orca or a beluga. I would also like a grimy yellow small ship with beads in the cockpit chair. <laughs> <laughs> and a dangling Christmas tree hanging over the... hanging from the middle of the cockpit. Very dice. 
Yeah. Very dick. No, you need, that's one thing that we've always requested from Frontier is to have furry dice hanging from the top of the, top of the <laughs> ship's canopy. Mm-hmm. And we've never got them. You imagine if they want to make an absolute fortune on, <laughs> people will pay arcs over, or hand of a fist for those. So, yeah, there you go, Frontier. No, <laughs> we're not going to charge you for that idea. Just a reminder that, you know, there's a demand. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, that does remind me of driving around in a Fiat van, which is was, was my horrible experience when I was in a band. And it made, it made Spinal Tap seem like a documentary. And, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's really weird when I'm flying around in the cockpit and beginning to get flashbacks and you can smell the farts. It's that bad. God. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. I mean, I we've had a suggestion from a station commander, Alan Stroud. Remember him? <laughs> Uh, he's been saying that he, although it's not a new technical ship, he'd, he'd like to see um, a suite of kind of Alliance ships that fit in with the background of what the Alliance was, which is basically purposed and recommissioned uglies, which so basically is going to be like two ships basically welded together. <laughs> because effectively, that's how the Alliance in lore, that's how the Alliance kicked the Imperial and the Federation out of Alioth to start with, by building these sort of monstrosities of ships which just happened to kick people left, right and centre. Um, I mean, Wotherspoon's also said that the, the actual Alliance megaships are basically just repurposed freighters with masses of guns strapped to them. So there's, there's a kind of a nod to that that kind of lore. But, I mean, would you want to see half a cobra merged with a, I don't know, of an eagle? I think they fixed that bug, didn't they? You know, when you <laughs> landed on the pad and you get merged with another ship. Yeah, they, they fixed Because we did get some visualizations one. of that kind of thing. We got the... Like the mixture of a python and a crate sort of merged together into this glorious. I I would like some kind of ship bashing thing though. Well, like, a cut, like a cut like yeah. a cut and shut car or something. Yeah. <laughs> you chop the cockpit of a Type Nine and shove it onto a Cobra. Give it a body of a adder, and see what you get. So what basically, about? <laughs> about taking the cockpit of a, or basically a, a T six and shoving it on an adder, because that's exactly the same thing, really. Yeah, but the t- Type Nine one's bigger. The Type Nine cockpit's actually taller than the, than, a, than an adder itself. I know. That's why I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> you know, actually, seriously, you know what we do need? You know, the Type Seven. It's it's swimming on a large pad. They need to. You know how you have transit yeah. vans. You have like a tall transit van which won't go into multi-story car park, and a shorter one that will. They yes. should have like a type six and a, a half, or a type, half, or a type eight, <laughs> which is basically a type seven with the you know a lower roof, so it'll fit on a medium <laughs> pad. Because the reason uh, it won't yeah. fit on a medium pad is because it's too tall to go in the hangar by about half a meter. 
Yeah, it's only just it's just yeah. marginal. Because they're not just like you know, instead of having the landing gear, could you not sort of have it land, give it underbelly like some skids, <coughs> or or make the skids sort of half a meter shorter, <laughs> so it just scrapes in. I mean, uh, I mean, personally, I'm wanting. I would love to see some kind of dedicated um, fighter craft. You know, no, you know, fighter size craft. You know, like a mining fighter craft. So you, they would be you in your um, your T nine, and you can you launch your your miner, and the, this little ship that you can pilot, and you can just basically zap stuff off for your um, your co pilot to scoop and process. Uh, I, I love that kind of thing. Um, I do feel like Mac. We need a, a something like the T7 shrunk down to hit medium pads. I mean, it's quite ironic, really, that the, the Python... Doesn't the Python hold more than the T7? Yes, but the Python is a considerably more expensive ship. Mm. So basically it's what you're after is a, is a cheap, horrible price, trader. Yeah. yeah. You know, a cheap, horrible trader that will fit into that price bracket. And, of course, I will yet again say that we need another... A, I would love a large explorer vessel that's a bit elegant. I mean, I did notice on Malik VR he he took the um, he took the hint from the last bit of Galnet news, saying that there was more. The Empire was building more ships. Then he's hoping for a medium a medium class uh, a medium sized Imperial Gutamala, mm. Some, something like the uh, Imperial Clipper, but smaller. No, I, I could really go with that because um, that would be back to the Imperial Courier how it was in Frontier, and yeah, that's that's something that I've always looked forward to. Is there is, is there a sm- um, a small dedicated Federation ship? Hmm, I don't think there is actually. I, I've been I've been racking my brain and I couldn't think of one. I'd quite like like um, a mini a really mini Corvette looking thing, or even like a Federal Assault ship looking looking thing, because that would be something. That's something with a nose that you could really boot people with, and not having to be in an Imperial vessel. What's not to like? Isn't that still really the same as the Eagle though? Yeah, but the Eagle looks just like a um, a courier, and the Imperial Eagle. They all look they all look really samey. Hmm. I'd like something to look slightly different. You know, looking good in pictures and stuff. No, I'll take an X-wing. That's fine. <laughs> take an X-wing, yes, but it's not an X-wing. It's an X-like wing. Bring back the Harris Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one with the three nasals? That oh, one. that was we'll the have... Imperial Trader. That was. Yeah, we'll have that one then as well because that looks oh, different. Yeah. Crystal like oh. Crystal like that. Funny enough, no, apparently. The internal, the the internal mm, yeah. code name for the uh, Imperial cutter was the imperial trader yeah which is yeah that's ah oh dear yes that that was right and i was hoping that they'd put a third nacelle on it but they never did no mm. well it would have been even more difficult to get slow oh, i don't know it'd be nice if you animate it to get it yeah. yeah, no, that would be cool. It'd be really cool for it to have like something animated and drop down and move around and wiggle around and stuff. Probably even more difficult for a docking computer to get it into the slot. My bad. Yeah, I, oh, that's a, that is a sore subject at the moment, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, can we please have the thrusters fixed, please? 
I know there was people begging on the forums for that to get looked at, but uh, yeah, well, fingers crossed. Let's hope so. Um, right. <laughs> Does anybody uh, have any other final points they'd like to make? Oh, is there anybody in the chat who got an idea of what they would like? I mean, Steve, Stephen Usher wants ships with wagging tails. Oh, like the uh, Argent's Quest. Why would it? I didn't think the Argent's Quest had wa- a wagging tail. Yeah, it did when you raised the landing gear, the tail started to wag. Oh, right. Fair was that just a bug, though? No, that was that was by design. It did, it, it did this big swoopy wag. Yeah. Because- it, it's, Oh, God, it's completely sorry. pointless, but it did this big sweepy wag. Um, it was a really cool ship. That, that's the thing with the Alliance ships is you have to remember the whole Mick Turner thing. It was like they're all very refined. They were like the uh, the Mercedes-Benz of the shipping lanes. The Alliance ones? Yes, in FFE they were. Really? These days, these days it's all like Lacon and, you know, Lacon is most closely associated with the Alliance and with their um, rather utilitarian and workmanlike but really quite good ships yeah i'm enjoying i'm enjoying this asp but it's the first time i've explored in an asp what and I'm, in, I'm in vr and i've got this huge bubble canopy it's brilliant yeah it's lovely I, isn't it is only got, just with that now what yeah yeah i've never explored in an asp but i've always done it in weird not really exploration ships because i could um and i thought let's try the asp and it's it's actually really good. And I got the paint job on it. Yeah, that one with the uh, wireframe mounts yes. and stuff in the palm trees. <laughs> yep, I've got that. It's uh, it, yeah. It's um, there's there's a reason why there's a lot of asp in front of things photos, and that's the reason because the the view out of that ship is fantastic. Yeah. Um, right. I think we'll uh, we'll begin to wrap this up uh, and. Uh, have a look at uh, some of the stuff in the community. Um, I had noticed that little big is wanting a racing ship. I think, uh, to tell you the truth, if you can engineer an Imperial Courier, that's, that's I don't. The Imperial Courier, the Vite Mark III, are really the racing ships. Oh, Psychic. So what? What? Um... What little begin had been saying a little bit earlier was that he just wanted basically a frame with a cockpit and engines, nothing else, <laughs> just to go really fast in one line, um, pretty much. Um, and there's been there's been quite a lot of um, talk, like Miggles saying specifically that um, he'd like more fighters and SLVs and ships, so like a big cargo van SLV, some like other like different types of fighters, mining fighters, etc. I'm all for a hoverbike. That oh, would yes. be that would, that's like right top oh, of my yes. list. Um, a little bit of pod racing as well would be great. Um, and um, I am holding out hope for um, water worlds and living my Thunderbird two from the Thunderbird four fantasy and um, having mm. Thunderbird two poop out a little submarine would be great. The Mori Starboats. Yeah, please. Yeah, that's what we want. I've noticed that, that everybody wants kind of like an a asymmetric. Well, Pricky Pete would like ships which are asymmetrical, which means you know a bit like the Millennium Falcon, which are is is different on one side to the other. Which yeah, I can see. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. We don't have any 
asymmetrical ships in this game, do we? I mean, no, but there's a lot of ships that you don't sit like right in the center of like the Python, like the FDL, which is, um, yeah. I really hate that about the FDL, that bloody bar. Um, <laughs> I must admit it sort of, it had, it didn't bother me until someone pointed it out. <laughs> yeah. It didn't bother me either until somebody pointed it out. And, <laughs> and now you've got to point it out to everybody listening to yeah. the show. Well yeah, done guys. I, I hope sure you're that- glad. I make sure that I tell everyone about it. <laughs> it passed the pain on. Why don't you? In fact, I think <laughs> I think it was you, Psychic, who told me. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Well, you can blame Kremen as well because he told me. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm just getting. I. You know, it's one of those things that I have to block out, and I've managed to successfully block it out because I do love flying my Ferdinands. Um, I mean, that's one thing that I've always wished was that um, I wish that the uh, the Bamba was closer in performance, uh, turning speed to the Ferdelance. So, you know, people, you you could be fighting Mambas instead of Ferdelances on the same play, uh, play level play, playing field, just for a bit of variety. Yeah, I and think it, I think I, I think it's variety that we're. That, that we're asking for when the well at least i i feel like there's there's always going to be a meta and i want to i want to throw that meta right out the window yeah well that's that's something i think they might be looking at my, with the uh the 2023 update but well like i said that's just pure speculation we'll, we'll just have to wait and see about that so i think we'll move on to the community corner um right uh, who, who can tell me about Space Oddity by LCU No Fool Like One and Canon? Because I haven't seen this. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Oh, God summarizes it. Yeah, I used to really like that song until I heard this. I, I watched it <laughs> with a mixture of mirth and simultaneous mirth and horror. <laughs> Um, basically, if we played it, would we get a copyright strike? Yes, we absolutely would. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't get a copyright strike. I, he I probably mean, does. It's parody, but I don't know. It might, maybe it counts as parody. I don't know. Yeah, well, some of the stuff that we do count as parody, but we'll still get the we copyright. We'll still get slapped for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but th- I mean, this is full kudos to LCU for being able to sing that song entirety in accent. But my God, it's grating. <laughs> What's most grating about it is it's slightly it's slightly mistimed. It's like it's like he's doing it over Discord. Somebody else is playing the music and he's singing it, and so it's very slightly mistimed. And it's just anyway. But yeah, I watched it with a mixture of mirth and simultaneous horror. I don't know whether it's whether it's a travesty or genius. <laughs> <laughs> there is room for both. Yeah. and genius yes I, I did enjoy it but my god <laughs> with my teeth on edge all, all the, throughout the whole thing <laughs> oh my goodness well yes we have put a, uh, a a link into the show notes for this um <laughs> watch at your own risk i think is the best <laughs> is the best advice we can give um next up actually we have a new on foot 
competition coming from the uh, the Elite On Foot Combat Community Discord. Um, if you find this is going to be happening in... Oh, for goodness sake, why doesn't this work? Um, it's the On Foot Conflict Zone Tournament, second edition. Uh, and it starts in November. Uh, you register at eofcc.com. Uh, it's got three different league grades, which is uh, 1v1 grade 1, 1v1 grade 5, and 2v2 grade 1. Uh, partici participants schedule themselves against each other for each match. There's a single elimination tournament format. There's 10 billions of credits total in the prize, to uh, the prize pool, and there'll be complete video coverage on on their channel. So um, this looks like it's going to be happening all the way through November. Uh, so you, everyone is welcome to uh, <laughs> to see what's happening with that. Uh, I mean, next up... I, I, oh, can I just ask a quick question, actually? Yeah. Was anybody else aware of the Elite On Foot, on foot community, combat community, yes. until just now? Okay. It's, yes. I, 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 this is this. I can see you program. being a finding member, to be honest, Sai. No, I'm not. I'm not. But um, this is the second one. I participated in the first one. And will you be partaking in the second? Uh, with my hands currently, oh, I'm yeah, thinking not. Yeah, but yeah. Um, although we'll you do have see. all of November, maybe you'll recover enough. Yeah, we'll have, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and um, I I surprised myself. There's definitely a meta with combat as well with on foot combat, especially on foot PvP. Um, mm. And it's it it's, it was really good fun when I when I did it. I highly recommend. I highly recommend checking it out. Excellent. I mean, I, uh, we were wondering whether or not we could actually do a, a four by four at some point, weren't we? With with everybody teaming up uh, on the on foot with the old crew versus the new crew at one point, but uh, I think I think a lot of people chickened out. It's because it's because we'd obliterate them, Colin. That's what it was. Which reminds me, I've got to actually um, get enough courage up and actually log on to multiplayer Overwatch. I'm scared to start to join in a game because I wouldn't know what I was doing. That's all right, it's free to play now, so half of the people don't know what they're doing. Right, that sounds uh... so much more salty than I needed it to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I speak from experience with these things, like with StarCraft and stuff. You just got to throw yourself into it. One big thing we talk about in StarCraft is ladder anxiety because it is quite competitive and. People get all anxious. You know, the thing is, is just tell yourself before the game starts. I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just going to try and have a good time, and then just queue up the game. And then if you lose, don't panic. Just, just, just keep going until you've had enough. Oh, so I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm just scared of the the noob shaming. That's all. <laughs> oh yeah, that already <laughs> happens. I, the the funny thing is, there's in StarCraft, you you tend to get there's there's a there's a casticle pig uh, he's an australian guy and he's got a series called the salt mines and it, honestly it's real sometimes you play occasionally you're playing 1v1 on the ladder and you'll beat someone and they'll call you a noob <laughs> it's like i'm like right well i'm i'm the noob yet you just lost <laughs> yeah it's it's 
that, that just sounds bizarre and, and scary people, at the same people time. People come out with all sorts of angry stuff. It was like there's there's one he had on his his one of his YouTube broadcasts. The the, the salty player was like like. F your your third level family or something. What's a third level family? And then then called the guy an underhuman, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. I, That's I thought, incredible. I've got to remember that one. I was, the, the, next time I get angry with someone, I'll call them an underhuman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's it. You've got to now come up with your best elite insults. My, my, my concern with that is it's sounding awfully similar to subhuman. Yeah, I think it's some connotations that that I, came with. I think it's. I think it was probably someone whose native language is not English, and they were sort of literally translating what they wanted to say in their own language into uh, using Google Translate. Yeah, possible. <laughs> so, so they what they were they were they were probably. Yeah, they were probably typing into Google Translate "subhuman" in their own language, and Google spat out "underhuman." And third and third level family. <laughs> third level family. But yeah, with with these these competitive games, you people you've just got to yeah, people will do it. it. You just have to eventually you you grow a very thick skin to it because yeah, sometimes people are, people get on tilt, especially on these these competitive games. And the you worst one is is if you're playing like a team like there, there's also team games on StarCraft, like you play four versus four random or whatever, mm-hmm. and your team is losing and somebody on your team will get angry about it and start noob-shaming everybody on their team. And really, well, the thing is because the MMR system is, in reality, they're no... Yeah, they're just the same. I mean, they make mistakes too. It's just they get on tilt and so they get they start t- saying their team's useless, full of noobs and all this, that and the other, whereas, well, yeah... But yeah, you you just gotta you just gotta kind of you just gotta take it really. It's it, it's online gaming. It's gonna happen. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's gonna yell noob. It's it's almost a given, especially in a team game. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bite the the bullet and just do it. Um, for those of you that like the CQC tournaments, um, there are two which are organised by the CQC Discord. Um, every Tuesday between 8 and 6 p.m. GMT, we've got the, the plasma-only Fed Fighters game, which is basically everybody's in an F-63. You've got plasma cannons, and that's it. Last one standing wins. And, of course, on a Thursday, there is the G... Uh, Thursday it's same time uh, 6 till 8 GMT they have the capture the flag night um, pop over to the CQC discord if you want to uh, uh, if you want to join in uh, and of course the anti-Xeno initiative every Friday do their finance Friday so if you want to learn how to um, off Thargoids and, and blow them up that's the place to do it and you'll earn lots of money doing it so if you pop over to the anti-Xeno initiative um, discord they, they always post when they're running them on uh, on a Friday uh, no psychic. This hey. is this Saturday. You this Saturday. <laughs> Crispy Tater Tot are doing something. Yeah, yeah, we're doing um a charity stream. We um do it it's I'm thinking I will probably end up 
doing my section will likely be elite dangerous um based but um it is um the gamers outreach spectacular streamathon that has been running for the whole of october um and crispy and i decided that we wanted to do something together for it gamers outreach um uh allow kids in hospital like provide the um, equipment for kids in hospitals who are going through hospital treatment to have fun and play video games. They're, um, they're aiming to make um, go-karts, which is an amazing, amazing name for it, but it's Gamers Outreach Carts, and it's um, Project Go-Kart, um, which provide recreation to hospitalised children um, via mobile gaming kiosks. Um, they're hoping to raise $50,000, which can help them build a fleet of go-karts and um, enable as many as, and I'm reading this to quote, so I'm very careful, enable as many as 42,000 play sessions for kids in hospitals each year. It's um, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing um, and um, something that I really wanted to take part in this year. And we're doing um, that on Saturday. Um, we both scare really easily, so we're going to do a joint section where we play Phasmophobia, and it's going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, but yeah, if you've got some spare cash and you want to swing on over, I'll be posting information about it on socials and stuff tomorrow. We'd love to see you there and raise money for a really good cause for the kids. Excellent. I'm glad, glad to hear it. I'll, unfortunately, I'll be driving up to Scotland, so I'm afraid I won't be able to drop by. But uh, yes, good luck with that. Uh, right. Um, I'm afraid that's it. We're out of stuff for the community, which kind of brings us um, to the mostly clueless section. Now, I've been scouring our, our suggestions. We do have um, a couple that we can use. Um, if you do have any uh, uh uh, suggestions for the mostly clueless basically to help people who are starting out then uh, we would like to hear from you we've got a, a google uh, form for you to film it to fill in um this one is from epapas or Epheus, um and he's this is very appropriate when dealing with thargoids uh, when running away from thargoids high wake to another system this avoids the mass lock factor from the thargoid which allows a quicker charge uh than jumping straight to super cruise um he also apologizes that this info is also too late for any commanders in in hip 22460 uh but it's also a well-known trick to use against NPCs and other players if you need to get away in a hurry because the Grom Bombs don't work as you jump doing a high wake. Is that right? Because I thought the Grom Bombs did everything. I, yeah, that's news to me. The, the Grom Bombs reset your FSD, so you have to wait for it. It's like as if you'd powered it. It reboots it, so you have to wait for it to reboot before you can start charging. And I... I'm absolutely certain that Grom Bombs will stop you high waking as well. Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Cause, but thankfully, Thargoids don't have Grom Bombs. Yes. Griefers uh, might. <laughs> um, it's like it. You have another uh, community thing. Yeah, there's a, a lot. <laughs> it's happening on Thursday. Yes. Um, this Thursday from 3 to 7 UTC, um, the solid solidarity with so. Um, so it was the supporters of Reforging Ages hosting a gathering to show solidarity with Sojourner. Um, oh, right. 
that is this Thursday from three to seven. It is on the community calendar. I will include links in in the notes. Um, it is um, just a, a, a gathering of commanders in game. What's not to like? Excellent. Uh, I mean, there's, there's that, that that sounds excellent news. Um, has anybody got any other business that they yeah. just like? quickly to drop by i was i was just watching the uh twi our twitch stream there and it was chris mark four's thing was like full screen and mm -hmm. it was him sitting in the middle of a sit set of three seats with two people beside him and he was like all nice and relaxed and the two people like fidgeted beside were fidgeting like mad as if they didn't want to be there yeah. It was really bizarre. I mean, I, they, they, they were like, you know how sometimes if you look at yourself in third person when you're sitting down in a seat, you'll, you'll be fidgeting. And these two, they're still there, actually. He's just run over. And they're still fidgeting. Well, maybe they've just got anxiety waiting they for their be. Apex taxi because they know they're going to be stuck in a ladder. Yes. <laughs> Although the, the guy on the... Guy on the, the oh, they've stopped fidgeting now. <laughs> yeah so um, if we all well, stare at them we can make them feel awkward yes <laughs> <laughs> okay then uh, I think we'll have to move on to the shout outs um, so uh, while the team on the Dex Island are taking a well earned break before their series 2 return there's still plenty of material um, if you point your auto assistant uh, to your favourite podcast app including spotify and audible and search for the dex legacy you'll find what you need there also there's merch at the dexlegacy.com etc etc and also don't forget there's also escape velocity that's still playing although i'm not quite sure whether season two is the is the uh, uh upgraded one or not i'll, I'll still have to i still got to change that up with chris um we've got our sister station hutton orbital radio it broadcasts on a thursday at 8 30 you can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers. Or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the descending commander that just wants a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQZ. Uh, I'll give you a shout-out to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. So you can find uh, Flight Assist, and there's also the Guard Frequency, and there's also Loose Screws. And following on from this, we do have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. So we'll just thank everyone who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders that have bugged uh, the Chris Mark Four and uh, Ben have been Andy Sharp Forty Two, Commander Quo, Miggles, and No Nopilthrius. <laughs> Which I know I I just murdered. Oh, get this! Um, I just found out that one of the people that keeps on uh, joining by uh, joining my stream. I have been mispronouncing and insulting his name for the last two months. And I only just realised. That's standard Colin, though, isn't it? You, you, you <laughs> go into a Colin stream, you don't expect to have your name pronounced correctly. You've got to lower those expectations straight away, Colin. It's fine. <laughs> yes. So I apologise to N -Y Wiley and not N Willy. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> So yes, never change, Colin. Never change. <laughs> and of course, a special thanks, of course, go to Commander Tokus or JN Tracks and Alan Stride, who have created music for the show. 
So that's it for this episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you could join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Now, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Ben. Good night, Colin. Thanks to Psykit. I should tell you now that it's actually pronounced biscuit and you've been doing the wrong all the time. (laughs) It's not. It's not. To clarify, it's definitely not. Biscuit. Biscuits. Just like biscuits, that's all it is. Like biscuit, but more piss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, that's what I would choose for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, lovely highbrow conversations. (laughs) Thanks to Mac Winston. No, Mike Winston. No, I am definitely Mac Winston. (laughs) Not Mark, not Mike. You wouldn't let it go. Jeez. No. And it was only a month. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of course, thanks to Commander Ventura, who has been our tech specialist for today. Not a problem. Not a problem, he says. <laughs> so, <laughs> so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. News Digest, 18th of October, 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. On the 27th of September, we reviewed the story of the Fargod cult. 
This week, we look at some historical testimonies from Far God cult members at those sites in Itain that may help us understand how the modern cult members may be thinking. One of the major players in the coming Thargoid crisis is the Fargod cult. Driven out of their homes in the Federation, the cult members, newly radicalised by their treatment and by the more assertive approach taken by the first apostle of the true chapter, are in hiding aboard their two megaships, the Testament and the Perdition. We haven't heard much about what the rank-and-file members of the Fargod cult feel about their situation, but four years ago the Fargod cult went through a strikingly similar persecution, also mainly at the hands of the government and people of the Federation. Thanks to the two cryogenic waiting rooms built on Etain 4A and 4C, which were created to allow the Fargod adherents to wait for the coming of their deity, the Fargod, we have a number of very personal statements from some of those who are to be placed in suspended animation. These voices are surprisingly varied. If you think the Fargod cult consists of religious weirdos in black robes who smell of ammonia and who want nothing more than to witness the destruction of humanity at the hands of their deity and then be turned into Thargoids, you'd only be partly right. Let's listen to some of these testimonies. Note that these recordings are edited. If you'd like to listen to the whole recordings in the locations they were recorded, you can stop watching now, hop in your ship and head for the Sanctum and the Prophet on the moons Attain 4A and 4C. You might even meet a Thargoid. I greet you in the name of the Thargod. Know that our galaxy lies in the shadow of this omniscient and most holy being. What the ignorant refer to as Thargoids are, in truth, the heralds of the Thargod, preparing us for its manifestation. On that day, humanity will be destroyed. But we, who have heeded the truth, will ascend and be transformed. In the sacred void temple, we willingly entomb ourselves to preserve our souls until the far God comes. I have instructed my fellow adherents to record their last words as they prepare for the crypts in the hope that others may be inspired to join us. I'm ready. I've been ready for a long time, actually. But the fasting and the trials have left me feeling lighter, purer. I was glad to come here. Most of my chapter is gone. They, they burned our hive chapel to the ground. Everyone I knew died. I don't know where I am. I thought we were going to the Ice Chapel. But instead we've come here. Is it time? Is the Far God coming? They gave me something for the pain. <laughs> injections. Man, I've had a lifetime of injections. First it was fun. 
when it was necessary. This will be awesome. I'm going to see the Thargoids destroy everyone. Literally everyone. Ever since I was a kid, I've been fascinated by the Thargoids. I used to dream about them coming back. Then one day they were on Galnet, blowing up starports, gunning down ships. Nothing could stop them. They must have heard me praying that they'd come back. This is for my husband, my sister, and my colleagues. I hope this message reaches you. There's something I want you to know. You're going to die. And I can't wait. There's one thing I want to make clear, okay? We deserve this. The, the, the whole human race. We brought this on ourselves. We deserve to be destroyed. You know, we talk about our achievements, how we've colonized to the stars, but, but the only thing we do is spread ruin. So many worlds tainted with, with pollution or, or terraformed for our selfish needs. The galaxy is a living organism and we're spreading through it like a cancer, destroying everything we touch. I'm scared, really scared. I don't know what I'm doing here. I think I might've made a mistake. On the streets, things were bad, but then the monks found me and helped me. I didn't ask any questions. I guess I wanted to be saved and they did save me in a way, but. My name is Nathan Summers. And I'm an agent with the Federal Intelligence Agency, IDENT 4989 Kappa Theta. I've been on a deep cover assignment for three weeks, pretending to be part of this cult. I was looking for evidence that they were communicating with the Thargoids or acting as their spies. At this point, I'm pretty sure they're not. But I am sure of one thing. They're insane. They really do believe some kind of alien god is going to come out of hyperspace and, I don't know, save them or something. I've kept my cover, despite being hauled off to this remote outpost, but I've lost contact with the FIA, and these guys are about to put everyone into suspended animation. Things have progressed. We're now at the stage where we can enter suspended animation. It's a shame in a way, as I wanted to be conscious to witness the Far God's arrival. But our Herald assures me that the automatic system will wake us up as soon as it manifests. <laughs> oh, I'm curious to know what will happen. Will we keep our human bodies? Or will we be given new forms so we can function in the Far God's dimension? I sometimes wondered if the flower ships might once have been human. Maybe people from escape pods taken by the Thargoids. If so, it's a remarkable transformation. No need for crude starships anymore. We'll be able to soar through space ourselves. <sighs> well, no matter what happens, it's thrilling to know that we'll be the ones to experience the next stage of evolution. We're the future of the human race. I wasted many years on false religions and hollow human faith. Now, I worship something real, something powerful. The far God calls to me in my dreams. 
It is coming. I'm not afraid of death because I know it isn't the end. When the far God comes, we will experience a glorious rebirth that will elevate us to a higher plane. But for so many of my friends to have suffered at the hands of the ignorant and fearful, well, it sickens me. So much pain. I've had enough of pain. I'm ready for my reward. I'm ready for the peace the far God will bring. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Even if there's nothing afterwards, nothing means no more injections. Couldn't be worse than what I've been through. Anything's better than being me. I don't care about the Far God. I just want to get close to the Thargoids. And these cultists seem like the best bet. This is going to be the biggest massacre in history. An actual galactic apocalypse. And I'll have a front row seat. My cruel, smug husband. My selfish sister. My hypocritical co-workers. The people who hurt me. Belittled me. Ruined my life. You monsters. All of you. But don't worry about me. As if you ever did. I'll be looking down on you from witch space. Laughing as you burn. Especially you, Arlo. You won't be so smug when the far god is eating your soul. The only god worthy of devotion is one that will neutralize the human infection. I, I, I don't care if the far god is literally real, as long as humanity is extinguished. It's time to balance the scales and let nature continue without us. I've been thinking about my dad. I know he was worried about me living rough, but I pushed him away. And now the monks are saying we need to go to sleep. I don't understand what's happening. But they all seem so happy, so I guess it can't be bad. I hope my dad hears this and comes to get me. I want to go home. If anyone receives this message, this is Agent Summers requesting immediate extraction. Get me the hell out of here. Not long after the cryogenic chambers were activated, the Far God seems to have decided he'd had enough of God-botherers. He sent his angels, the Thargoids, round to rough them up a bit. The sites were badly damaged by the Thargoids' attacks, and for a long time it was believed that there were no survivors. But in March 3305, there was a good news story. Federal agents sent in to try to rescue Agent Nathan Summers instead found the 17-year-old runaway Keona O'Connor in a still-intact cryopod. 
the FIA contacted Kiona's father and she was shortly after reunited with her family. She is believed to have been the only survivor. Ironically, after all these people lost their lives, the testimony of Gethin Okonkwo and Professor Ulyanov helped convince the federal authorities that the Thargod cult was not, in fact, a fifth column for the Thargoids, but were harmless, if a little weird. The Federation dropped its investigation of the cult, and for four years, cult members were allowed to live in the Federation unmolested. It was the recent events in HIP 22460 that led to the cult once again being persecuted as a proxy for the Thargoids they worship. There is little doubt that the Thargoid cult will play a significant role in events when the Stargoids, manifestations of the Thargoid deity, arrive in the bubble in just a few more short weeks. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 